This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 51. I hope you enjoyed February and our in-depth discussion and exploration of topics such as self-love, self-compassion, understanding and managing our saboteurs, as well as how to connect to our inner wisdom. It's important for us to remember that when we choose the thoughts and beliefs that we want to hold on to from a place of worthiness and belonging, from a place of love and compassion, accepting ourselves as we are being kind to ourselves, then what we create from that space is pure joy and ease. I'm not saying that everything's going to be exactly the way we want it to be, but we are able to be present in our life to give ourselves compassion for the things that are challenging and to connect to our inner wisdom to make choices that are in our best interest. Instead of feeling like we should do something or there's expectations or there is that shame, blame, and guilt built into our decision-making, right? We're not making best decisions from that space. And I want to introduce for the month of March, I will be talking about a variety of feelings, including overwhelm, curiosity, frustration, contentment, and gratitude, confusion, disappointment. And how can we allow and embrace what our human journey, what our experience is, instead of constantly feeling like we want it to be different, feeling like there's something wrong and we need to fix it. What would it be like if we are able to experience these emotions, understand our human brain and be okay, right? Be okay, whatever the feeling is that we're okay in this moment in time. Today, we are going to talk about overwhelm and all the things that it brings up for each and every one of us. So overwhelm is an extreme level of stress. It's a feeling that we are unable to function, right? Our our internal resources are completely shut down. Now, when I talk to my clients and others about overwhelm, what I hear is I'm overwhelmed. I have a lot going on and I'm exhausted. I can't focus. So there's a cognitive load and it can include maybe some confusion, maybe some forgetfulness, maybe feeling like you can't quite figure out 
the solution and we are exhausted. There is a mental, emotional, and physical fatigue that makes us actually more prone to distractions, thinking slower, and again, perpetuate that feeling of overwhelm because now we are not able to do the things that we want to. Overwhelm also is a very difficult space to make decisions. You're already feeling like your internal resources, your focus, your energy, right? It's, it's not functional. And now you have to take the mental load of making a decision. And then we tend to feel self-doubt confusion. Are we doing the right thing? I'm so overwhelmed. So it just keeps going in a circle. The definition of overwhelm from the Merriam-Webster dictionary is completely overcome or overpowered by thought or feeling. And we spend so much time really exploring what are our thoughts and feelings. But when you're in a space of overwhelm, you are allowing your saboteurs to really step in and take control of your brain. So you've got a lot of thoughts going on and not a lot of clarity or connection to our inner wisdom, to understanding what are the thoughts, what are the feelings that are making me feel this way? Because we are just in that state, disconnect, disempowerment, and feeling like our internal resources, again, connecting to our time, our energy, our focus, our mind, right? It, it is not enough to tackle the tasks that we would like to, or that is on our to-do list or on our calendar. I just want to honor and acknowledge that we all feel this way, especially during this time of additional work, family, and personal needs, right? Things aren't quite normal. We are still dealing with the pandemic. We are still dealing with changes in our children's lives, our own lives. The things that we thought were quote unquote normal is really a thing of the past, but the expectations, the needs on our time has increased. We have a million data points coming at us from all different directions. We have emails, we have text messages, we have instant messages, we have social media connections, we have our regular mail, we have things that come to our workplace, come to our house, right? The amount of data that we need to process, make decisions, and manage with the internal resources that we have is quite complex. The amount of physical, emotional, mental, and digital clutter that we need to deal with has grown. So when we experience this feeling of overwhelm, I want you to just take a deep breath and let it out and just acknowledge that, yes, we're human. It is normal for our human brain to not want to deal with all this and say, oh yeah, you're in overwhelm. Because you know, when you're in overwhelm, we get to explore the condition of overwhelm, like the diagnosis. Okay, overwhelm is my problem. That's why I can't complete what I need to. That's why it's hard for me to function. That's why I am not able to make decisions. And we live in a space of overwhelm for longer and longer when we don't acknowledge what is really overwhelming our internal resources. And what can we do to make this better? So let's talk a little bit more about this. One of the strategies that has really gotten us into a space of even deeper overwhelm is productivity. And I'm just going to acknowledge that 
right? So we are always looking for ways to be more productive. When we feel overwhelmed, what do we do? Oh, I'll just work harder. I'll just put in more hours. I'll just decrease my sleep. I'll decrease my rest. Uh, maybe I won't go work out this morning. Maybe I won't worry about meal planning and I'll just get whatever's at work or whatever I can find along the way. So instead of really examining like what is going on and what can we do, creating solutions from a place of inner wisdom, from a place of connectedness to ourselves and clarity on what we truly want. What has happened is we have connected to the myth that to be productive, it means you get things done. You finish what's on your to-do list. You work harder. You say yes to the things that are asked of us because we don't want to miss out on any opportunities, right? So these are the thoughts. These are the beliefs that has gotten us to this place. So let's really break it down and see what are things connected to our inner wisdom? What are things that will help us step out for a while? So let's start with the first sage power, which is empathize. By bringing compassion, understanding, acceptance, loving kindness, right? The things we've been talking about over the last month, we are able to acknowledge that there's no reason to feel shame, blame, or guilt. There's no reason to judge ourselves or to criticize ourselves for not achieving, for not completing something that is not humanly possible, right? We think that if we work just a little harder, do just a little bit more, we're somehow going to get our to-do list completed. That's a myth. Actually, our to-do list is never going to be completed because what happens is when you finish one, you're just going to add a couple more, right? Or five more. And then you'll finish one more. And then like, how is this to-do list growing as I finish things? That's just the way our human brain works. And nothing has actually gone wrong. Just reminding ourselves, of course, we feel this way. Of course, we feel frustrated. Of course, we feel like we're not doing enough, that we are not being enough. It's just our saboteurs working on our primitive brain, working on our fears and anxieties. But when we give ourselves self-compassion, loving kindness, and say, yeah, this is normal for me to feel overwhelmed. What can I do for myself right now? What is it that I need? Is it possible that I can actually do that for myself? So maybe when you feel overwhelmed, what you need is rest. Maybe what you need is to ask for help. Is there someone who can help you with this? Can you delegate some of the things that you need to do? Perhaps you could eliminate some of the things that you are doing. Maybe it doesn't need to be done or it doesn't need to be done by you, right? And ultimately, can you automate something? Can you make something a routine or a habit so you don't have so much mental fatigue from decision making, the loss of energy that comes from task switching, right? So explore is our next sage power. Explore is really just thinking with curiosity and a beginner's mind. What's going on? Thinking as a fascinated anthropologist, a scientist, why do I feel overwhelmed? No blame, shame, or guilt, no judgment. What is currently going on with me. And I find it very beneficial. And in fact, I think there's a lot of data to support that writing things down, right? Journaling is very helpful to 
get to the bottom of what's really in our mind. So we could think things, we could have thoughts, right? And then later we're like, oh, okay, well, I had some thoughts. That was interesting. But when you write it down, when you explore it, when you look at it from different perspectives, when you come back to it, maybe a little bit later, and you look and you think, wow, I didn't know that this is what I was thinking. I didn't know that this is actually the thought that is holding me stuck. Journaling allows you to connect to your subconscious thoughts, the layers, the hidden windows and doors into your own psyche that you are able to explore and see what else is in there. So that's exploring our thoughts and our feelings. But overwhelm can also be helped when you journal, when you just write down, when you do a brain dump, you just write down all the things. I feel like I have a million things to do. Well, in reality, probably not a million, right? Our brain loves to catastrophize and over-dramatize what's going on, but probably don't have a million things on our to-do list. We might have 20 or 30. So just write it down. It helps build clarity on what's going on. What out of these do I really want to do? What out of these are even important to me? It allows us to study it again with love and curiosity. And then next sage power is to innovate. This is really a way for us to let go of things that aren't serving us, that aren't helping us. In fact, they're keeping us stuck. We let go of things so we can generate different ideas, right? We can try different things. What could it be? Our saboteur mind wants to focus on what's the problem? What's the matter with you, right? What's the problem here? But our sage wisdom focuses on what is right, Okay, this is what's going on with my life right now. What's okay? What's right? What's fitting for me? Maybe someone's offering me some thoughts and ideas. What fits for me? And then I have a foundational baseline of what is working, what is okay, what is right. And now what else could happen here? What are some ideas that there might be something else going on? A key thought that keeps us stuck that keeps us in saboteur mode is feeling something is hard. Oh, this is so hard. I I can't do this. I, I can't figure this out. I don't know how to. I'm not good at this. This is just too hard for me. So when our brain says something is too hard, then of course, we're looking for evidence to support that. We're looking for evidence that yes, of course, it makes sense that I'm stuck here because this is so hard. No one can do this. But instead, if you switch to sage mode and ask yourself if this could be easy, if I could connect to my strengths, how could I do this? How could I create ease and flow for myself? The next sage power is navigate. Navigate allows us to connect to our life vision, our core value, our purpose, our why. We talk a lot about what is our why? What is the reason why we do things in life? And it also connects to looking at the bigger picture. In 20, 30 years, this is even going to be important. When we connect to our wiser elder self, what is our wiser elder self telling us? How do we connect to that wisdom within us? How can we use affirmations and visualizations to activate our particular activating system like we discussed in one of the episodes from January? And finally, our fifth sage power is to activate. Action creates clarity. It is all 
solely by taking action from a place of worthiness, from a place of connection and clarity, from a place of belief in ourselves, trust in ourselves. That's how we are able to create our next level. So what would that look like when we talk about taking action? Because when we are overwhelmed, what happens is we don't want to take action, right? Where there's just so much, I can't do it. This is too hard. All of the things we were discussing. So I want to discuss a few ways that you can shift from a mindset of overwhelm and that disempowerment that comes with it and help you connect to an empowered, loving space. So first of all, we are going to connect back to our clarity, back to our understanding of what is it that we want to do. We've already written down all the things that needs to happen. We've created clarity so we can prioritize which of these are things truly connect to what we want, connect to our why, connect to our vision for the future, to our life purpose. Now, at that point, you get to decide how are you going to do it? The thought that we have frequently is, okay, I'm going to do the top five. I want you to pick just one thing to focus on. Focus all of our energy, our resources on one thing. Imagine the results that we are going to get. So I'm not saying you need to forget about everything on your list, but what I want is for you to really look at your list, look at the things that you want to do, look at the things that are creating that sense of overwhelm and decide what is the priority in which you're going to manage this. So this is number one, this is number two, this is number three. Great. Perfect. Once we have prioritized our list, we're going to ask a few questions before we even get started. We're going to ask a few questions. What would it look like if this task was done, if this project was done, or this goal was completed. Now, how can I break up the steps to that completion line? So I know exactly what needs to happen. Great. I'm going to write down list by list. These are the things. Okay. I want to complete a project. This is step number one, step number two, right? We write everything down. What are the thoughts and feelings that are currently keeping us stuck? So it could be one of those saboteurs, right? Like the limiting beliefs, the old habitual patterns of thinking, habitual patterns of behavior that are keeping us from stepping into that next action, to that next step. So what are some of the thoughts? Maybe it's a thought, I'm not good at this. This is so hard. There's so many people who would be better at this than me. I'm going to fail at this. I have to do it perfectly. And if I can't, then I might as well not even try. I have to stay in control. And so that means I can't mess up. I can't fail. What if I am not enough to complete this? So I want you to explore which of these thoughts are resonating for you. Which of these thoughts felt heavy and tight? It created response within your body just to say, ah, yeah, I don't like that because that's what keeps me stuck. And I just want you to ask yourself, what if this is just something that we have been telling ourselves all our life, that this is hard, that we can't do this. There's a problem. What if we could do this? What if we could start with a thought, I'm learning to do this. I'm getting better at it. I know I can work my way through this. This feels easy. I'm going to do it in a way that's easy, right? Explore thoughts for yourself that will help you free yourself from your saboteurs that are really actively keeping you stuck. And if you don't know what are your primary saboteurs, you can listen to my podcast a couple of episodes ago on saboteurs and explore what's resonating. You can take the saboteur assessment on the positive intelligence website by Shirzad Shamin. You can explore that further to see what 
that could mean in your life. And it's important to also explore in all of the tasks, in all of the thoughts, right, that we have written down. What is within our sphere of control? What are things that you can actually control versus what are things that is really within other people's sphere of control? So what that means is I have no control over anyone else's thoughts, feelings, actions, beliefs, results, right? I don't have any control over that. I only have control over my own thoughts, feelings, actions, results. It gives us a sense of freedom because now we get to choose what we do with that. And it also allows us to free ourselves, all of the thoughts, all of the energy we're putting into trying to control something that we can't trying to change something or ask someone to do something differently or trying to change someone else's thoughts and beliefs, right? We can't do that. We can share our thoughts. We can ask for help right? We can make requests, but we don't have control over that. So it's really important to understand that as well. As we continue to explore what are the things within our sphere of control, I want you to look at your actual dream list, the things that you want to do, the tasks that you want to complete, and consider what is the key 20% of action that is going to give you the 80% of results. And this is based off of the Pareto principle. 80% of results will come from just 20% of the action. What we need to identify is what are the things that are keeping us in the space of overwhelm, in the space of busy work, but aren't really the primary actions that is going to give us the results that we are looking for. We want to find what is that 20% of key actions that will help us get to that 80% of true results that we are looking for. Then I want to give you a few spaces where you can actually look at your list. So every time we go from one one task to another, there is a percent of our energy that is lost. And that happens anytime we task switch. So if you have written down all the things that need to be done for a goal, for the projects that you have going on. So when you think about it, how can you maximize the amount of time that you spend on completing something instead of doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that and keep switching because you think somehow you'll finish faster that way. There is a loss of energy and distractions, right? Our mind gets distracted. We're trying to switch between different things. So it makes it harder for our brain to focus and get into that deep work mindset. If there are things that I'm doing at my desk, I try to get them all together and batch work. I actually have a day that I run errands and I try to get them all into one day because instead of trying to run errands, a few every day where I'm constantly leaving, coming back, it's very disruptive to the day. And then I want you to think about what is the thing that is actually causing the most disruption, stress, overwhelm in your life? And why is that so? Sometimes when we take one thing off of our plate, or put one thing on the back burner and say, I'm not sure about you. I want you to just sit there and I'm going to think on you. When I feel overwhelmed, I look at my calendar and think, what is the one thing that is really giving me a lot of stress? Is that essential right now? Or could I think on this? Because a lot of times when I have a chance to just take a deep breath, get away from that space, allow some rest and recuperation, mind reconnection. And when I come back to it, I actually have a lot more clarity and I'm able to take action a lot more efficiently. And sometimes I might even take a couple of things off of my calendar and say, okay, 
number one, number two, number three, I'm going to put you on my back burner. I'm going to take you off my plate and you're going to percolate there because I need to think on you a little more. I need to explore what is it that is creating chaos in my mind around you. I need to explore my thoughts a little better really understand why I am doing this. Nature, physical touch, and rest are all ways that we get to release the pressure in our brain, release the tension and the stress that we feel, and allow our brain to come back to equilibrium, the balance that we are all looking for. The equilibrium is really the space where we are connecting to our creativity and connection, clarity, flow, and deeper inner wisdom. So I hope you'll explore all of these thoughts, see how they connect to your world, to your space of overwhelm, to creating small changes and seeing what the impact of that is. Ultimately, overwhelm is when our internal resources, time, mind, energy, focus, etc., is felt, right? We think those internal resources aren't enough. They're not adequate to meet the expectations, the needs, the tasks on our to-do list, on our calendar, on our time. So the only way to create a shift is really to look at both of those ends. What are the tasks? What are the things, right? Have clarity on them by writing it down, by understanding our thoughts and feelings around it, by connecting to our five sage and our wisdom, as I discussed, by exploring, giving ourselves empathy and compassion, by innovating, being creative, exploring what could be different, curious, what could be different, by navigating through our own wisdom and taking action on what we have identified as the key elements, letting go of perfectionism, of imposterism, of all of the thoughts, this is hard, etc. So that's one way that we can address overwhelm. And the other way we can address overwhelm is to go to our internal resources. Okay, we have 168 hours in a week. How do we want to do this? Being really intentional and mindful of how we spend our time. We start the day, hopefully, with a full battery of power. And if we don't, what are the things? Are we not hydrating, not taking care of ourselves? Are we not sleeping enough? Are we not processing our emotions? Are we having constant self-judgment? Are our saboteurs really creating a sense of chaos in our mind and causing energy drain and creating a situation where all of our energy is doing hand-on-hand combat with our saboteurs. So are we using our habits effectively so that we can decrease the amount of mental fatigue and energy drain? Really looking at how do we manage our internal resources? How can we optimize them? And how are we managing the data that is coming at us? All the things that are created as expectations on our time, mind, focus, and energy. And are we allocating our resources appropriately? I hope it has given you a framework to think about all of this. And I would love feedback on what are the things that were helpful? What are the things that is helping you create the change that you want to see? And I look forward to the series in March where we get to explore our thoughts and our feelings. We get to explore 
What are the things that are keeping us stuck, keeping us from living our best life? We think it's because we don't have enough time or it's hard or there's too many things or we're not doing a good enough job, right? These are all the thoughts. But the reality is that it is so much deeper than that. It comes from our deep beliefs, our thoughts about ourselves, the feelings that come from our thought in that moment. And of course, then from that space, we're taking actions and creating our results. And when we understand that some of these feelings, such as overwhelm, frustration, anger, anxiety, these are all ways that our brain, our mind, our heart, our inner self is trying to communicate with us that nothing has gone wrong. And we are able to give ourselves that grace and self-compassion and self-love. And in spite of all of our thoughts and beliefs and feelings, we can still create the results that we want. We just need to learn how to navigate and shift the way we hold beliefs that aren't serving us anymore so close to us. How can we shift away from that? How can we ease the self-judgment, the self-criticism? How can we choose thoughts that will serve us, that will support us, and ultimately that will help us create the results that we want to see? This does not happen in a vacuum. There is change. There is discomfort. There is there is thought work, self-care. There's a lot that is in there. But what would you be willing to do to create the results that you want to see? Because it's much easier to burrow deep into our subconscious and not have to to deal with any of these things but then we also don't get to create the results that we want so i want you to consider what would you be willing to feel and explore what are the thoughts that you're willing to explore what are you willing to do to create the results that you want to see and if you want to take it even deeper and really apply this to your life if you're tired of the excuses of being in the same place every day having the same problems not understanding or not knowing how to create that change, then I invite you to set up a time and talk to me. You can connect with me on social media. You can find me on my website, www.serenitywellnessmd.com. And you can schedule a call with me. You can find my scheduling link on the show notes. So we can explore what this means to your unique set of needs. We can explore what are the places where you don't have clarity in your life, where you're looking to create changes, but you've been in the same place, stuck and overwhelmed. The first session is free where we really just explore what is going on and what are the things that you need to do to create that change, how to overcome the overwhelm. So this is not what we continue to experience on a daily basis. If you're ready to take your life to the next level, then I invite you to explore this because the truth is nothing changes if nothing changes. I hope that you explore some of the questions and moments for reflection that I've shared today. What does it take to create our transformation? What does it look like when we are exploring our thoughts and our feelings? What our action line can look like. We'll discuss what it means to be stuck, overwhelmed, procrastinate, and all of the things, and how can we overcome it. I hope that this process is providing inspiration and support as you work to create your best year in 2022. Thank you so much for dreaming with me and for joining me today. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. 
If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.